Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. I'm Brooke. Um, I am one of our youth pastors here alongside my wonderful husband here, Pastor Jordan. And um, yesterday found out that Pastor Michael has kidney stones, so we want to be lifting him up in prayer this morning. That is why he is not here. And trust me when I say that Pastor Michael hates to miss church. So I know that if he's able, even if he's in a lot of pain right now, I guarantee you he is watching online. So in a moment, we're going to pray for him. Um, but as always, it's, it's an honor and it's a privilege to be asked to bring forth the word of God. Um, so it's something that I, I do not take lightly, and I'm so excited for this morning, and I really believe that, that God has something for each of us this morning and, and with the word that, that he's put on my heart. And so if you would, as we pray, pray for Pastor Michael, and then if you don't mind, if you would just pray for me as well, uh, just that God would use me this morning, that he would speak through me to speak to you. So pray with me. Lord, thank you so much for this morning, God. I thank you that we can come into your house, that we can praise your holy name. We thank you, God, that that you sent your only son to die for us, to pay the price that that we deserve, God. We thank you for that. And Lord, as as we move into the service this morning, God, I just pray, we just just lift Pastor Michael up in prayer, Lord. We pray, God, that you would touch his body, that you would do a miracle, God, that you would um, just remove these kidney stones, Lord, that he would be healthy. So Lord, please just touch his body this morning. And God, uh, please use me this morning. I pray that I would just be your vessel, that I would not say anything that you do not have for me to say, Lord, that it would be you and you alone. So we love you, Jesus. We pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Well, again, good morning. Merry Christmas. Um, Is everybody ready for Christmas? Have we gotten all of our gifts? No, okay, well, I am right there with you. Um, I tend to procrastinate a bit. Um, I've bought one gift so far, one. It's for my son. Um, And yeah, that's it, so sorry, Jordan. I'm working on it, I'll get you something, mom, dad. Um, So yeah, we got it two weeks from today, or two weeks from tomorrow, rather, is Christmas Day. And I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I love Christmas. I love this time of the year. Anybody with me? Do we love Christmas? You've got, you walk in, you have the beautiful trees, the lights, and the, and the lobby. Everywhere you go, it's decorated. There's just this aura of excitement around Christmas, and you get cooler weather, praise God, right? Um, not so much today, but we've had some really nice weather. You've got Christmas parades, boat parades, because we're blessed to live in Florida, amen? Um, we have all of these fun things that we get to experience, and um, I just love it, and I do realize that Christmas also can be hard for some people, and so I want to just recognize that for a moment. I know that with this holiday season can come stress, um, can come busyness, can come, some, some may even dread this time of the year, but I want to encourage you this morning because as believers, right, as believers, we know that the wonder of Christmas is not lost, right? Even if we've lost our wonder, It's not because it's not there, right? The wonder of Christmas is there, and that is the first coming of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And so as Christians, no matter what's going on in our life, 
We can be excited about Christmas because we know, as Pastor Michael pointed out last week, what this, this reason is, the whole purpose of Christmas, it is Jesus Christ coming to earth, putting on flesh, right? And so we have that, that hope. We know that he's coming back, and Christmas should be a time of excitement, and I know that there are different reasons that it, that it may be stressful, whether there's a loved one that you're missing this season that, that you wish you could be with, or if it's finances. I know there are so many different things. But this morning, I want us to all take a pause, okay? I want us to just stop, and I want you to think back to when you were a child, okay? Can we, can we do that? Think back to when you were a child. I know it's more thinking for some of us than others, but you can do it. I want us to, I want us to think about the wonder of Christmas that we had when we were a child. Now that, that I have a son of my own, um, last Christmas, to be honest, it, it wasn't like that much fun with him, right? He was just a few months old. I think he slept through most of Christmas Day, so there wasn't that you know, excitement on Christmas morning having a kid and, and them opening their presents like I had to open the presents for him, right? But this year, Jones, his name is Jones, and he's 15 months old now, and it has been one of the greatest joys of my life these last few months especially to see the awe and the wonder that my son has for literally everything, dirt, the sky, airplanes, right? Everything sticks. The other day we were at the park, he drug a palm frond in his little bike stroller for must have been half a mile, he just drug it. Just awe and wonder. And uh, as of recently, because we have all of these Christmas lights out, Jones loves Christmas lights. Naturally so, right? Yeah, me too. He loves Christmas lights. And so last night, we took Jones out and, you know, more people are getting their lights up in the neighborhood. And, you know, some people go all out and I love it. We aren't those people yet, maybe one day, but I love it. And so does Jones. And as we're, we're walking around with him, everywhere he looks, he just goes, whoa, wow, wow. And he just says it over and over and over again. And it's, it's super cute, but it just has gotten me thinking about the wonder. Because I don't remember being 15 months old, do you? Right, so, so I'm getting to, if you've had a child or you have grandkids right now, you get to see that wonder. You get to, to almost, you get to live it almost for the first time, right, through your child, and it's a, a beautiful thing. And I think that there is a lot that we can learn from a child. And so I want to, last week, Pastor Michael asked you a question, okay, and I have one for you today. Last week, the question, though, was, who are you most excited to see this Christmas? And so Pastor Michael was reminding us that despite the busyness, everything that's going on around us, our focus has got to be first and foremost on Jesus Christ, okay? And so the question that I have for you today is when is the last time that you were struck with wonder, that you were in awe of something, that maybe it left you speechless or in disbelief, something really incredible? When was the last time? So if you can, just the first thing that comes to your mind, what, what was that? And so as I thought about this question for myself, what came to my mind um, was Yosemite. Has anyone ever been to Yosemite? Oh, just a few, okay, just a few. So I've only been once, and Pastor Jordan and I, we got married back in April of 2020, right at the start of COVID, so it was a really interesting time. We planned to go to Australia for our honeymoon. That never happened, um, so we went to Yosemite instead. And is, is anybody in here like a planner? Like when you go on vacation, you have it to a T, you know where you're going, what you're doing, you know where the best food is. Anybody like that in here? All right, I see fingers being pointed. <laughs> okay, so I'm not like that. 
and neither is my husband. And so when we go places, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, right? We're like, yeah, that looks cool, let's do that. And so we get to Yosemite, we try to do Yosemite in a day and a half, right? Don't recommend, it's not even possible. And we were trying to kind of pace ourselves because these are some big mountains, right? Like we're trying to pace ourselves and we see this, this trail and it says the seven mile trail and we're like, cool, let's walk a trail because I'm from Florida. And if it's something says trail, it's just flat ground, right? Like you're just, you're walking along a trail, you're seeing some pretty things, some wildlife, right? So we're like, cool, cool, let's start with this. This will be the easy thing to start with. We went up Glacier Point um, all the way to the top. I don't even remember how many, I should have looked it up, how many feet it was, but it was a lot. And we get about 20 minutes into this hike, okay? Hike, not trail. And um, we were like, should we turn around? This is really hard. We did not prep for this. We are not in shape. But we persevered, got to the top. And I'm telling you, when we got to the top, it was absolutely breathtaking. I was in awe of God's creation. And, and being at the top of, of a mountain, it'll really make you feel small, right? If you've ever gone hiking, it makes you feel really small. And so it really just points out to us how small we are, how big this creation is. And with how big the creation is, how much bigger is the God that we serve? And so what is the last thing that just really put you in awe? Now, this was three and a half years ago, okay? And so I was a little disappointed in myself that the first thing that came to my mind was something three and a half years ago. But I think something happens as we get older. We get more responsibilities, right? We, we have tasks. We have daily routines. We have families that we need to take care of. So we have all of these things that are happening, and naturally we, we start to lose our wonder. Something that comes so natural as a child but then as we, we get older, we start to lose that. And so I think that we have to be intentional with our, with our wonder and we have to be looking for it. Because if one thing has shifted my perspective being a mother, it's this. There is wonder all around us, everywhere. It's there. We just have to look for it. And so I want to uh, first define wonder. It says, a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. So church, I think it's safe to say we can be in wonder of our God. And so I wanna read from you. Um, I wanna answer this question for us actually, is how do we move forward in wonder? Because I'm, I'm sure at one time or another we've, we've lost a bit of wonder. And so how do we move forward now, starting today in wonder? I'm gonna read from you, uh, for you from Mark 10, 13 through 16, which says, and they were bringing children to him, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such belongs to the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms. He blessed them, laying his hands on them. And so here we have people, they're, they're bringing these children to Jesus for him to, to bless them, to bless their future. And clearly the, the disciples are missing something here. They're not looking at children through the eyes of Jesus. They're rebuking the people. They're pretty much saying, no, these children are not worth Jesus' time. And so what does Jesus do? He rebukes the disciples, right? The, the disciples rebuke the people. Jesus rebukes the, the disciples and he gives them not one but two commands, saying the same thing essentially, but he gives them this double command. He says, let them come. Do not hinder them. Let them come. Do not hinder them. He then goes on to say, 
Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And so what is this telling us? There's this, we've, we've heard this term childlike faith, right? God is saying that we need to receive him, trusting him fully, our faith fully in him, no doubts, no questions, well, no, no questions, but we can, I mean, we can ask questions, but you know what I'm saying? Like that faith, that, that unwavering faith that God is real, he is who he says he is, he is for me, not against me, he has great plans for my life. And so we need to receive the kingdom of God in this way. It also shows us that by his actions that his blessing is freely given to those who will receive it trustingly. And so I wanna propose three things to you today of how we can move forward in wonder. It's actually really one thing with three sub points, all right? So we move forward in wonder by coming to God like a child. And so there are three attributes of children, there are many more, but three that we're gonna point out today that I believe can help us capture that wonder and keep it. And so we wanna move forward and wonder by coming to God like a child. And the first way that we do this is we come to God in humility. We come to God in humility. When you come to God in humility, it means that you understand that without him, we can't, we can't do anything. We are nothing apart from him. We need him. You're understanding that you, you are someone in need of saving. You need a savior. And when you do this, it actually cultivates the wonder for how mighty and how majestic he is, right? When you understand that you can't do this life on your own, not well, right? Not with joy, not with peace. You need God. And so children, they do this so well, right? They, have, they, they understand that they can't do it on their own. They are not afraid, right, parents? They are not afraid to ask for anything, right? They will come to you and they will ask. And so I'm not you know, deep into that yet with, with Jones as he's, he's still just a, a toddler, but one of the things, and this is such a simplistic example, but he comes to me all the time and he says, ba, ba, ba. That means up, okay? I've tried to teach him, we're working on it. I'm like, no, Jones, it's up, up, up. And he goes, ba, ba, ba. And so I know this means Jones wants me to pick him up, right? Jones understands that he is down here and I am way up here and he cannot get up to be with me unless I help him, right? He gets that. He may not be able, be able to explain that in words, right? But he understands that he cannot come to me without my help. But it doesn't seem to bother him, right? He is not afraid to ask. There's no shame there. There's no pride. It is just humility. Bah, bah, bah. Pick me up, mama. I wanna be with you. And so when we come to God in humility, it is that recognition of I am down here. Okay, it's not to diminish us or our worth by any means, but he is up here and he is worthy. He is to be glorified, he is to be praised. And without him, we cannot do anything on our own, not well, right? Not without peace, not without joy. We serve such a good God. We serve such a good God. And so we need to be coming to him in humility. So we move forward in wonder by coming to God like a child with humility, and number two, with expectation. With expectation. This one really hit home for me because when you come to God with expectation, it means that you fully believe, you fully trust, you fully understand who he is, how powerful he is. 
You understand that he does have a plan and a purpose for your life. You understand that, that he works together for, good, uh, for the good of those who love them. And so when you come to God and you're expectant, it cultivates a wonder for what he can do. It's you saying, I trust you, God. I believe in you. You can do anything. You can do more than I ask, more than I can even imagine or dream of. You can do it. And so I believe that when we, we begin to, to be expectant of all that God can do, we're going to start seeing some miracles in our lives. Jordan and I, we recently, uh, about five weeks ago, bought a house. And let me tell you, this process was, uh, we owned a house, so we were selling and we were buying. And to keep a long story short, we sold our house, or so we thought. We were under contract. We decided that we would move out on Labor Day because we had to work the rest of the week. We thought we were making our lives easier. We moved out. We moved in with my parents. And then the day before we were supposed to close, the sale fell through. And so here we are, all of our stuff's in a U-Haul, um, we're living with my parents, and the house that we were going to buy the same day, we were gonna sell and buy the same day, that obviously fell through too, because I don't know, I can't afford two houses at once, so that sale fell through. But again, long story short, so, so we moved forward, and we knew, we were so frustrated, right? It was such a frustrating time, but at the same time, we never lost peace. We were just like, yeah, this means that God has something better for us. He was either protecting us or Maybe it wasn't a bad thing where we were going to live, but God said, no, I have something better for you. And so we were trusting that, we were expectant of that. And let me tell you, even though we were expectant for something better, I don't know that we were expectant for what God actually gave us. The home that we're in now, it's just, it's better than anything we dreamed of. And so come to God, expectant, believing that he can do, that he will do what he says he, he will do, right? Come to him expectant. The other thing that my son does when he comes to me after he says, bah, 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 or rather while he's saying it, he does this, right? Pick me up. And so he comes to me in humility asking me to do something for him. He comes to me in humility and he asks, but he doesn't stop there. He comes expectant and he shows me that with his actions by lifting up his arms, I don't need Jones to lift his arms up for me to pick him up, right? I'm, I'm strong enough that I can lean over and I can pick him up on my own. But he's coming expectant, and so he's doing what he can do. He's doing all that he can do to help. And it's not much, right? It's not much. It's not necessarily um, something that I need him to do. But he comes expectant, and he backs it up with this faith that if I put my arms up, I know mom's gonna pick me up. And so when you come to God... When you're asking him, when you're thanking him, when you're asking him, when you're praying to him, are you sitting still? Are you just asking? Or are you backing it up with action? Are you reaching for him? Are you seeking him? Are you coming expectant that God will do what he said he will do? Or are you just asking and waiting for God to reach down and pull you out of the pit? Not to say that God won't do that, he absolutely can, but I think a lot of the time, God wants to see our faith backed up with action. Because we can ask him all we want, and he wants us to ask, he does, but I think that we've gotta back it up with some faith, we've gotta back it up with some action, we've gotta take that first step and say, this is me saying, I trust you, God, I know that you can do what you've said you will do. Amen? So come to God expectant. We have to, to get the wonder back. Come to God like a child with humility, 
with expectation. It cultivates a wonder for all that he can do. And then the last thing here, come to God with excitement. Kids are really good at being, being excited, right? They're great at being excited. Come to God with excitement. When you come to God in excitement, it means that you understand what an honor, what a privilege it is to know him. You understand how special it is that God, the creator of the universe, created you and would want to be in relationship with you. That should give us wonder, church, right? That should give us wonder. He not only created us, but he actually wants to be with us, and he actually came down to be with us in the flesh. Come to God excited. Did you come to church excited this morning? Oh, man. Did you come to church excited this morning? If not, let's get excited because we serve the king of the universe, the creator of the world. There is so much wonder in that. We just have to open our eyes to it. We have to readjust our focus. We have to, to maybe start to think like a child in that way. The other thing that, that my son does when he comes to me, he says, bah, 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 with his arms up. Once I, I get him, he's excited, right? He's up with mom, and he doesn't care where we're going. He doesn't care what we're gonna do. He's just happy to be there, right? He's just happy to be with me. He's just happy to be in my arms. Are you just happy to be in God's presence this morning? Are you just happy when you wake up? Are you excited when you wake up to spend some time with God, to get in his word, to pray to him? Are you excited to just simply sit in his presence? We lose that. I'm preaching to myself. We lose that excitement. There is always wonder, always wonder with our God with who he is, with what he's done? Do you get excited to just be in his presence? Do you get excited to be with other believers, to worship God, to praise his name, to glorify him? Do you get excited about it? It's Christmas. This is, if there's any time, right, this is the time to get excited, to have that Christmas wonder. And so come to God with those three things. Come to him like a child. We move forward in wonder by coming to him like a child with humility, with expectation, with excitement. And I believe that those three things, they cultivate that wonder. And again, those things, they come naturally to children, right? They don't have the stress of, of finances and responsibilities and jobs and all these different things. They don't have those, those stresses in life. So it makes sense. But we can capture that wonder again. We can. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are today. You are here, you have breath in your lungs, and there is wonder to be had when we look to Jesus. And so I want to take a moment as we, we finish up here, and I want to look at the Christmas story. There's so much, so, so much that we can be in wonder about with, with God, about his word, but we obviously, we don't have the time to get through all of that. And so I want to just focus on the Christmas story this morning and really Really read these words, because there is wonder to be had in every single sentence of what I'm about to read, okay? So, so let's read together. It's Matthew 1, 18 through 25. It says, now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, 
man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. There's so much wonder to behold in this Christmas story. And I think if we aren't careful, it's super easy to to read through that and just say, yep, I know that, that's awesome, thank you, Lord. But there's so much wonder in it. And so I want to just kind of go through it. We should be in awe and wonder of the the fact that Jesus not only came down to be with us, but he actually wrapped himself in flesh to be fully man, to be fully God, to save us. But he came and he lived among us. We should be in awe and wonder of that. What kind of God would do that? To put himself down with with what he's created. We should be in awe and wonder that Jesus came down to be with us. We should be in awe and wonder that he came in the most vulnerable way possible. Right? It doesn't get much more vulnerable than being a child in the womb. He came in the most vulnerable way possible. We're talking about childlike wonder. Isn't it interesting that Jesus came as a child? I think there's something to be said for that. We should be in awe and wonder of this. It's, it's interesting or it's really strange to think about Jesus being, Jesus, the son of God, being totally dependent on Mary and Joseph to, to feed him, to, to take care of him. Right? It's a, a weird concept to, to think about. We should be in awe and wonder of the fact that Mary was obedient. I mean, think about it. I can't imagine at 32 years old this happening to me, going to my husband and saying, hey, an angel appeared to me. I'm going to have the Son of God, right? I promise. (laughs) It's the Son of God, right? Going to my father and telling my father. I can't imagine the the stress of that, how how wild that must have been for Mary, especially as just a teen. It is full of awe and wonder that Mary was obedient, and not even just obedient, but the, the willing obedience that she shows in Luke. It says that she says to the angel, I am the servant of the Lord. And she accepts, and she is, she is obedient to the call. And then we should, we should really be in awe and wonder that Joseph stayed, right, guys? Joseph stayed, right? He stayed with Mary. He gets this news from her, and he has decided, I'm going to divorce her quietly. But then this angel appears to him and confirms what Mary has said is true. But even so, even having this, this confirmation, that's still a pretty big ask. Hey, can you father, can you parent the son of God while he's here on earth? Right? That's a big ask. It is, it, we should be filled with awe and wonder that Joseph stayed. We should be filled with awe and wonder of the fact that the Savior of the world was born in a lowly manger, in a stable. We should be in awe of the fact that he paid the price for us, that we deserved, that he came, the spotless lamb, and died for us. We should be in awe and wonder. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you. 
and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's word together. Until next time, have a great week and be blessed.